This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake and our sponsors today. We have the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, the CCA Star Tournament, and Texas Insider Fishing Report. All right. Galveston weather right now at 78 down on the island. Sun and clouds mixed today with a high of 84. Winds will be southwest 10 to 15 tonight. A few clouds, low of 74, southwest 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy. A stray shower, thunderstorm could be possible with a high of 86. Winds will be northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them coming off four yesterday. We have a high this morning at 6.34 a.m. It's a 1.8, and then we have a low at 10.52 p.m. It's a negative 0.4. 6.25 a.m. is sunrise, 8.07 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 0%. We're on a new moon. All right, looking at uh, current conditions right now. Looks like it's southwest at 8 at the North Jetty. And uh, there at the Causeway, it's southwest at 11. Eagle Point, southwest at 6. And up at Morgan's Point, it's southwest at 6. So that southwest wind is uh, definitely here. And hope it doesn't stay. They're calling for northwest tomorrow, anything but southwest. Well, there's a lot of good areas to fish where fish are right now. But uh, that's where we're at. All right. Well, let's get to the phone lines and see what's up in uh, the Tri-Bay area this morning. Hammer, what's happening? Good morning. Top of the morning to you, Captain Mickey. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, bud. How are you? Well, I'm I'm, I'm good, man. I've got a pretty yeah. good night's sleep. Uh, we got a little bit of wind over here this morning, seven miles an hour. <laughs> yes. You know, this, I've been preaching about it. This could be the little break in the weather that we've needed. Just some lighter winds coming from the right direction. Well, southwest ain't really the right direction. But, um, look. Well, it depends on where you're fishing. You know, we got southwest walls we can get on and get out of it. But uh, we just don't want it too high. If it'll stay under 10, we're good to go. It's... uh, uh man, uh, I come over the bridge yesterday in the morning. Uh, I had to go in, into the Coast Guard again to the uh, little little T's didn't get crossed and an I didn't get dotted. You know how they Isn't are. That something? 
yeah, yeah. So they called me in there again, and anyway, oh, we got boy. her straight. We got we got her straight, man. So, but it's just another trip to Houston <laughs> that uh, my nerves don't really need. They don't care. No, heck no. Anyway, did that um, come back over the bridge and uh, about ten o'clock in the morning? It was slick glass all the way to the beach. The first time I've seen this lay down, I mean, it was really, really nice. Water cleaning up. Everything's looking good. We're still good. Uh, I got to get this cat out of here. <laughs> I got to go, boo-boo, get. Boo-boo, uh, kitty. Yeah, he's he's messing with me. But, uh, no, uh, the prettiest says I've seen it, the flattest, the cleanest, uh, the water's been. And it could be the little break in the action that we've been needing. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe we can get a week or two of this, uh, the like Southeast winds and like it, like it, like it was yesterday, buddy. I mean, just, uh, I think seven or eight miles an hour, most of the afternoon, it wasn't bad at all. The, the only thing that was bad was the mosquitoes. They still won't go away. We still got a problem <laughs> with them down here. And, and we had our little airplane, uh, whoever they hired to do it. He went up and down the coast yesterday just spraying up a storm. So um, if you're coming in this area, bring you plenty of mosquito spray. Because <laughs> it just, uh, those little boogers just won't, they're relentless. They won't go away. I uh, I got the lawnmower out yesterday and started mowing everything I could to get as short as I could. Uh, and maybe put out some spray. But uh uh, let's see, starting off the week, man, Monday morning, the sun popped out and it was like, Hey, looky here. We got a little bit, a uh, little bit of change in the weather on Tuesday. I had, uh, Sammy, Greg and Steve, <clears throat> three, three guys, all buddies that, uh, wanted to go. And, uh, you know, uh, it was tough. I'll tell you what, we fished three different bays and I took a little swipe and sample of the water. And there was no salinity at all uh, from Bastrop, Christmas, uh, right where, where Bastrop Bay, you know, where it comes through Christmas. And then in the cold pass, I fished the cold pass area right there by San Luis. And that water was just like iced tea. I mean, hardly any salt huh. in it at all. But somehow or another, we managed seven trout uh, down by the pass. And uh, we had, there were two of them, 19 inches, and uh, the rest of them were just, you know, keepers, 16, 17 inches. But uh, anyway, they had seven, they, they, they lost a big bull red at the boat. Uh, I say they, one guy did, Greg did. Um, anyway, we, we seen it just, just came close enough to the boat, and the hook just came out, man, it it just came out. This guy fought him for a long time. He thought he was hooked on a, an oyster reef or either a pier piling or something, and uh, he couldn't get a loose, buddy. I mean, it was like, I'm stuck. And I, I looked, and his rod started being, I said, you got a fish on there, dude. And it was a monster red. But uh, so anyway, that was about the highlight of the day. Other than that, we didn't. We had a couple of black drum, one small red. We had a shovel-nosed shark that was about two foot long. Uh, so getting a variety pack. Uh, some friends came by yesterday. Actually, it was the same crew that I had on Tuesday. They 
called me up late yesterday afternoon before dark. Hey, man, uh, uh, would you help me clean some fish? Uh, I said, yeah, what you got? He goes, three gap top and a bull red. <laughs> and I, I just said, yeah, come on, come on over, bring it over. And uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's the first tagged red that, that they ever kept. This son of a gun was, this was a broad as a bus, a school bus. This big old fish, man. Oh, my hands are still sore. They are arthritis is kicking in this morning. Uh, trying to clean that big old fish for them. But you know what? They got them some ham steaks out of it, and uh, <laughs> they, they they were really happy about it. Uh, played those gap tops for them, those old slimy gap tops. So anyway, did that yesterday afternoon. But no, uh, our tides have been running low. I think we're about a foot and a half below normal. Uh, by the looks of all of our bays and everything with the reef sticking out, it's not that that great. We're not having that great of a tidal movement in the middle of the day. It's just kind of waffling, wavering, you know what I mean? Kind of doesn't know what it, if it wants to go out or come in or whatever. It's just hard. Yeah, to those midday feeling. tides yesterday were very weak. You know, your very best. Weak. You got a negative at night, a negative low, and then you have a. Uh, Good income in the mornings. That's your, you know, good, good strong tide. And then after that, it's just weak. But today, it's uh, you're gonna have a standing high tide all day long once it comes in this morning. So, yeah. And well, I have a, I have a couple of guys that I'm gonna take out, and we're not gonna meet till like one o'clock, maybe one thirty, two o'clock, and then I'm gonna fish them this afternoon. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go with live bait. That seems to be. Uh, the ticket for me anyway, I had a buddy of mine and he's a real good fisherman and he came down the area and excuse me, him and, uh, him and his buddy, they, they threw some soft plastics and some art, some hardware and this and that. And they got a couple of blow ups, you know, but, uh, but they didn't, they didn't have any, uh, nothing but gap top. And that's an, <laughs> I guess uh, there's a run of gap top coming through or something. But oh, they're anyway. they're thick in places. I'm hearing they're taking over the world in certain areas of our bay. But isn't that something that, that star tournament is for gap top? They even have a gap top since they ain't doing the speckled trout, uh the gap top black drum and uh only there's what sixty sixty blue tag reds and sixty red tag reds or something like that. But yeah. But uh all in all, it's no trout any even entered in it. So it's a drone, gap top, and something else. Sheep, sheephead, uh, sheephead. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're just trying to thin out all of those. You know, Captain Mickey. I started thinking about it. Hey, man, they're just helping us thin out the population of these kind of fish, while you know we're letting the trout regroup and uh, uh, get a get a better start for the future. Whatever I'm. I'm all for laying off of our trout. I know Matagord and them, they changed their limits for a while. And I think you said it's coming back in September. They're going to get their. Yeah, September 1st, they'll uh, return to what we have, the same limits we have up here on the upper coast. Because everybody comes from that away and comes up here to fish with me, says, uh, 
Well, they got to be 17, don't they? And I said, no, we're still under. The Not here. We're still 15. You know, it's just, it was kind of odd they did that, you know, just did most of the coast and then the upper coast, they didn't change anything. Well, whatever, whatever it takes to keep them big old yellow mouths, uh, uh, active and, and breeding and all that stuff. Shoot, man, I'm all for it. But I mean, there ain't nothing like, uh, if there was any time of year to catch and release and try to make a difference, now is it because it's a spawning season for our upper coast up here. These these fish are full of eggs. Yep, the ones I cleaned the other day, or or every one of them had eggs in them. But uh, you know, the male trout they say don't even get over about seventeen inches long. That's what I've always heard. Anyway, well, they'll get bigger if we let them. I mean, I've I've caught some big males in the past. I'm, I have one male on my wall. It was a nine two. Oh, you're kidding me. It was a legitimate male, yeah. It was an old fish. Holy moly. Yeah. Isn't that that something? Nine tails. Yeah, caught it and the female right there together. They were both together. The female was uh, 9.13, and that one was 9.2. Caught them. I I spot, you know, sight casted for them. Nice, nice. They're sitting there together, nice. caught both of them. That usually doesn't happen. You catch one and it runs the other one off. Usually they're in pods. Back then you'd see them in three to five fish in little little pods, real shallow and needy mm-hmm. water. Those two were just paired well, up together. I remember fishing them potholes down in Laguna Madre, and you'd, you'd drift across those potholes. You'd throw out there, throw a big old topwater, uh, it's a super spook or something. Mm-hmm. on the other side of the pothole and drag it through there and just watch those fish. They're staging on the edge of the moss or the grass. Yeah, they'll sit just, in that grass and wait to ambush bait in that open spot. That is so much fun, man. That's cool, so isn't it? Fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All the bait camps are holding bait. Look, uh, there's some croakers at some of some of the bait camps. There's some live shrimp at some of them. No, you can get some some uh, piggies or you you know mud minnows, finger mullet. But anyway, looks I look around the complex yesterday and and uh, just three or four uh, bait camps had all their flags flying. So some of them didn't have the croaker flags flying. But anyway, uh, so anyway, that's all in all. Uh, our pressure shows dropping right now at twenty nine nine two. Uh, we got a really light southeast wind or south wind right now, four to five miles an hour, kind of yeah. southwest, a little bit southwest. I think it's coming out, but uh, anyway, everything's good on this end. Well, hopefully it'll stay low like that and, and uh, keep that surf down and uh, not stir it oh, up. It'll stay clean. Oh, man, it was. I'd looking like to hear great. about some some big old tide runners in May being caught in the surf. Hopefully somebody will get lucky this morning. Yeah, and when you see those big old slicks pop up, it ain't always trout. It could be gap tops. <laughs> could be. That's true. I've, I've chased many a gap top slick around the bay, too, thinking it was a trout. But, uh, oh, heck, man. It's all good, buddy. All right, man. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you, Glenn, give them a number, bud. Heck, yeah. Always reach me at 713-208-0683. Y'all have a all great right. weekend. Okay, Hammer. See you, man. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market this week, they're double featuring cheddar cheese, pecan smoked sausage, and double black pepper pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, 85% lean ground beef, 
three fifty nine a pound, bulk price, wrapped any way you like it. And now they're serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section and their custom processing on pigs and calves all year long. And uh, you can order a half calf or a hand hand quarter to be processed any way you like it. And the Belleville Meat Market's wild game processing, they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. And the Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's head up to Fayette County Reservoir. Let's check in with our good friend, Bob Green. Bob, good morning. How are you, man? Well, good morning. Fine. How are you? Couldn't be better. It's all good. Well, terrific. I tell you, could could we have, I don't know about down there, but could we have asked for any better weather for the last three days up here? I concur. It's been very nice Uh, all week. Anytime you can look out across there and see them stacks going straight up or just barely slanting and and kind of a glassy looking top of the water shoot i tell you what though it did warm you know last week we were in the 78s something like that or 77 78 or yesterday it was up to 82 so it don't it don't take much that that heat come down on that that sun come down on there and when it's not moving around or blowing around with the wind to, to warm it up it did yeah water is really pretty though it's a, it's a I mean, it's 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 a stained look to it, but it's still a pretty uh, green, you know, look to it. And a lot of that rain that we had, it's I think there for a while it didn't we didn't know if it was going to stop or not. And the ground is still so wet, damp, you know. I mean, just mm-hmm. soggy. Uh, We're definitely uh, saturated. Yeah, there's no doubt that that one little rain that came through the other night dumped about a half inch in about less than an hour it seemed like yeah uh, that time i thought oh, it was gonna dry a little bit and here it come again so and of course every time we get that you know rain around the lake like that it it'll it'll put a it'll put a little bit of water in there you know draining now of course it doesn't get real you know there's mostly pasture land around there so it doesn't get nasty and muddy and stuff like that like a lot of places do so that water comes in clean and Anyway, it's in good shape and it's up, and the the boat actually you know sits even with the dock now, so it's uh, it's it's got to be full, maybe even a little more. Uh, but you remember a few years ago they actually closed the lake from so much rain they they, they closed the boat ramps off because because mm-hmm. they run underneath water. I sent you pictures of that, I'm sure. But anyway, fishing has has been. As far as I'm concerned, really, really good, and a lot of good solid fish are, are coming. It seems like every every trip we've managed to catch one or two good solid five or six pound fish, uh, along with numerous other threes and and two and a half. I mean, right now you're it seems like the last few days if you catch a 
after you catch some of these solid fish, you catch a two-pound fish. So it's just a little one, you know. All right. <laughs> uh, but these fish are full of full of shad. You know, they're when you pull one up, if if they've been feeding, they'll they'll start throwing up those, you know, two and a half, three inch shad all over the place. But uh, we're still we're still starting out early, you know, and and still there's still shad, you know pushed up on the banks and off the points where you're still catching them on a treble hook or something like that you'll snag them it just tells you how thick the bait is yeah you you watch them little or them uh white birds or even the gray herring sitting up there on the banks eating they'll just stand in one place more or less and just you'll see them you'll see them square off on something poke their head down and come up with a shad uh but there's there's still so much bait out there it'll block the screen out so we pulled up on a spot yesterday after we got through uh throwing chatter baits and 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 uh swim baits and things like that and then we moved out deeper 12 14 feet either humps or something like that or the end of a point where some little different uh structure is and you you see just tons of tons of shad in there just you know nearly block out your screen but you'd see the you would you would see the fish mixed in with it and usually you just see a cloud of shad or, or something like that but you sit there and look in there and you start seeing your arches mixed in with that bait you know that's that's normally a good sign and, and it was last couple of days we've hit a couple of those spots like that and have done real well on it now you might catch you know a 10 or 12 inch fish in there but next next thing you may catch a five or six in there and yeah. just mixed in with that bait and of course most of those was uh i had a guy with me last night or yesterday that the carolina rig was working best on it at first and then right. he do I, I that little ned rig i don't i don't quite understand it but it and down it's like a little grub hopping around on the bottom and he don't move it very much but I told him, he said, well, I'm going to throw this this thing out there. And I said, okay, yeah, I've, I've seen it. You fished with it with me before, and and uh, you let me borrow yours one time, and I did catch a fish with it. I just don't have a lot of confidence in it. And, and where they wouldn't, I'll, you know, they just, there for a while, they were doing nothing but Carolina rig or Texas rig. And said, so he, he threw that out there, and I didn't catch. I, th- I think I caught one, and he caught like six. And we're sitting there throwing in exactly the same spot. You know, I mean, this, this spot was small that we were fishing anyway. And it's just, it was amazing to me. You take that little, I don't know if you've seen it or know what it is, but uh, it's probably a little two and a half or three inch bait on what looks like a little jig head with an exposed hook. So you're not going to fish it around timber or brush or anything right. like that. And just hop that thing, just you know, just once or twice. Now, true, those fish were swimming; they were following those shad. So wherever those shad went, they would go, and they'd push them up a little bit, and then they'd settle back down. You could watch them on your ground. But that thing, you know, he, like I say, he caught probably seven fish to my one in that one spot. So I don't know. Have, have you heard of it? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's really just a jig head with a little short, stumpy, yeah. you know, like a small little john on it. You know, it's just a little little uh, grub-looking thing that slides up on the 
you know, over the hook and up to the jig head. Yeah, I'm trying, trying to figure out how they can go over that other than a, you know, six-inch juicy worm, you know, yeah. floating around down there. Well, it's definitely downsizing um, when you switch to one of those. That may be the deal. You know, we oh, see that here yeah. in saltwater sometimes where, you know, you'll whack them for a few days with a big, long six-inch saw plastic or whatever, and then all of a sudden they get on yeah. that little small stuff. And that's when we have to go down to those little small shad tails or, you know, a half a little john or something. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, I'm, I'm, I've got to find some. I mean, there's been some. Some of the guys have been using it for a long time up here, and and I just you know, I'd hear, well, yeah, I'm still on a Ned rig or something like that. Uh, shoot. So so I tried to do. I tried to use like a shaky head worm, mm-hmm. and, and it worked pretty good. And I'd take one of them big chompers or the or the other ones, the yum dinger or something like that, and I'd break it off and make it nearly look identical to it and throw it out there and it still couldn't get a bite on it but oh well it's an, another bait it's like that chatterbait i couldn't stand and i've been on it for the last you know month and a half uh so i'm so i i guess where i like that one again now so oh well they do i'm looking it what up right now they do make some they make a weedless ned rig jig head hmm 16th ounce yeah, you know, and, and they're marked. They're they're weird the way he was showing me how they were marked. It was like one dash six or right. one th- or three, or and the it's either the smaller the number went, the bigger it got, or or one. Yeah, I had to I had to pull the bag out and look at it. Gave me a couple of them here. You need to try it. You know, you try this. Okay, you can order you, can order you a Ned Rig uh, starter kit, finesse baits, all plastic worms. Oh, for bass stick swim bait action, eighteen ninety nine. Uh, well, that that worm on there is, I don't know what it is, but you can stretch it out a long ways. They don't tear it up, you know, unless they pull it off of there. Yeah, he, he'll sit there and use it, use the same bait on it all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Dallas, maybe maybe it's synthetic of some kind that. Remember that one that used, that used to be one a long time ago? You could stretch that sucker for three foot and it pop back into shape. Yeah, that elastic. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, who makes that? Z-Man? Yeah, maybe that was it. So, well, that's who makes this little chatterbait uh, that we're that we're using. It's got the plastic bill on the front. I think it's Z-Man. I have yeah. to look at the the, the deal again, but. But no, we're we're fishing's really good right now. But you know, this old hot summertime is approaching us pretty fast. So you know, the dog days of summer will be here. It won't be long. Be July and August, and since we don't have the schooling fish, we're going to be hunting deep fish most of the time. Since there's no schooling fish to go chase after. Yeah. Uh, that's just part of it so we'll see well, i heard you heard you t- uh talking you know what i heard y'all talking about yesterday it was something i was gonna ask you about this morning now i done forgot what it was <laughs> oh well a senior moment what can i say hey uh, get ready a bunch more of that's coming <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh uh, see I, she may replace me around here if i get too bad Nah, I won't. That won't happen. Uh, well, it's been, 
50, 53 or 54 years now. So I guess Man. we're, we're used You're to in the golden years. That's a long time. It's hard to believe women can put up with a fishing guide that long. Boy, our our, our policeman. Well, she's had the, the best of both worlds, being a cop <laughs> and now a fishing guide. She, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake her up so she can hear that. So she they had the best now of she both can worlds. Keep her sanity. She needs a CMH <laughs> award. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty good old gal. Yeah, I've been lucky. She, too. She's probably just awake enough. She's hearing me talk. So that'll do it. So every that should got me. They got me some brownie points this morning. Those are good to have. Yeah, she'll only make me get out and start mowing here. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on to them. All right, Bob, I got to run, brother. Hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming up to Fayette County, sounds like they need to come. Uh, Time passes when you're having a good time. But it's 281-460-9200 or FayetteCountyBashFishing.com. Y'all have a great right, weekend, buddy. and uh, take care. So you We're going to do it, my friend. All right, Bob. Uh, thanks. You have a good Thank one. Thank you. Thank you, brother. All right, that's Mr. Bob Green up on Fayette County. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Danco Sports Incorporated. They're an industry-leading manufacturer of pliers, knives, and accessories for anglers worldwide. Danco is committed to providing affordable, high-quality products to the fishing community with over 400 plier and knife options to choose from check out their premio pliers these are the ones i use they come with a really nice leather sheath and uh has outstanding quality and performance no inshore or offshore boat which should be without a couple of pair of these and i like their titanium cobalt cutters plus their lifetime warranty that cutter is so sharp it'll cut even brady the line in a snap and uh, no boat should be without danco fillet knives they come in a variety of sizes german stainless steel blade Danco fillet knives, I like them personally better than a Bubba blade at half the price. Danco knives have a, a dual-molded grip for superior control while you're filleting your catch and a DuPont Teflon-coated blade. That's Danco Sports Incorporated. You can do it with Danco. Captain Mickey for the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. It's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. Take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships. You know, prizes for inshore and offshore divisions, 120 tagged redfish released in Texas inshore waters, and other species to fish for inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheephead with tons of prizes for all these categories. Offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org. That'll give you all your information for rules and entries. And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Mounty Boats, Texas Fishing Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. So go to startournament.org or call 713-626-4222. And sign up today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. You know him by ear. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. It's 436 here in the Bayou City. 
and uh, checking on weather real quick. Uh, wind direction, it's still southwest. It is coming up a little bit. Let's see, it's southwest at 9 at the North Jetty, southwest at 10 at the Causeway. Uh, down by San Luis Pass, it's southwest at 8. Hmm. Farther up in the north end of the complex, it's about 6 and 7 uh, over towards East Bay near the old rollover pass. I can't help but call it that. It's just what it's been all my life, but it's not there anymore, but it's southwest at 3. So a little bit of southwest wind. you got areas to get out of. Get out of that. I'll tell you, the Bolivar Pocket's a good southwest wind. You know, if you want to go wade fish that on the uh, east side of the North Jetty, and you've got that entire wall from Texas City Dyke, all that southwest wall all through Eagle Point, all all on the west side of uh, upper and lower Galveston Bay is good on a southwest wind. If you can find the fish, find you a school over there, that's, uh, that water should stay good, and you'll have the wind at your back and the sun in your face how about that we've done that before it's the only bad thing about a southwest wind looking into the sun all morning while you're fishing all right well let's uh let's forget about this southwest wind let's go down to south potray and check in with captain brian barrera this morning brian good morning how are you buddy pretty good sir how are you oh i'm good i usually get tommy for a little while before i call you but uh you get the whole floor this morning. He's he's at Rayburn fishing that uh, high school bass tournament with his yeah. team from West Columbia, and I bet he doesn't have a phone signal this morning. It's kind of a bad area for certain you know providers. If you got the right provider, it's all good up there. But anyway, we'll give Tommy a break today. We'll just give old Tombo a break. I'll I'll try to get him Sunday and see how they turned out. What's going on with you, man? Oh, not much. Just a very long work week. A ton of fish. Um, been well, that's good. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing fishing. We've got our our bull red run happening at the jetties right now. You know, they just all showed up. Right. So we've been just destroying redfish at the jetties. It's been pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, I think in my we've been keeping like a soft count, you know, and generally in my last eight trips it's been about between you know 240 250 redfish full red good lord eight trips yeah just uh one of the best runs i've been on in a long time that sounds like venice louisiana man <laughs> it's been every cast i mean we've been been live baiting them but every cast you drop over the edge you know double hookup we must have had i had one guy catch 18 redfish and 18 casts it was lord uh, crazy you know and some of them are 40 inches yo yeah just some just some beasts out there at the jetty sometimes you know? <laughs> and uh i think the best day that we had was um a day where a couple of guys uh, i know from houston came in town and they stopped they decided to stop at around 50 redfish they had about 25 each man and, uh they had about 25 each and we caught two kingfish on accident while dropping down for those redfish we also caught a huge, like, 30-pound Jack Cravel. <laughs> and uh, all that was just in the first four hours of our guide trip. We still had an hour left, so we went into the flats and drifted, caught, like, uh, three or four keeper trout. We let everything go, though. All these fish that I'm talking about, we've released every single one of them so far. Oh, I guarantee you. 
have it kept in, you know, but I mean, some of these bulls are, are right on the dot. That'd be good ones to keep, you know, but most of them are, you know, 35 inches and stuff. So, Right. Well, that, uh, a lot of people don't keep them smaller reds. Yep. Been hooking a lot of smaller tarpon, juveniles, you know. Nothing, uh, no monsters yet or anything, but uh, playing around with the 30-pounders and stuff is fun. I'm not, uh, I haven't, not positive if the big tarpon are here or not yet because I haven't, I didn't, I haven't booked, been booked for tarpon fishing yet, so I haven't gotten to really go out and chase them, you know, because it's kind of early, so I don't really start tarpon fishing for work. You know, for another month and a half or so until it's a lot more consistent. Well, two kings, so no huh? Ones. Dropping down, catching a couple of kings. That's getting summer. You know, you know that that deal where you're dropping down, it hits the bottom, redfish eats it immediately, and right. all of a sudden you're dropping it down, it just gets slammed halfway down. You know, <laughs> that's the kingfish. <laughs> Got another smoker. Yep, they've been pretty good, you know, 45-inch fish and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well. It's been great. We went, uh, I did go tarpon fishing one day uh, for fun by myself, and all I caught was like 10 humongous sharks. And after about that, I was like, okay, I don't even think I can reel in a tarpon now. So I just call oh. it a day. Yeah, it was, it's May. And usually, you know, in May, all the black tips are spawning. They're, you know, dropping their pups in the guts on the beach and stuff. Back when I was a kid, May used to be shark fishing time for me. We'd go out and catch just a ton of black tip sharks. Right. So they're squirting pups right now down there? That's what it seems like. That's what I remember as a kid. I might not be exactly right on the date on that, but for some reason there's always a lot of black tip sharks here in in May, and I think I yeah. Well, the rays too. This time of year, those rays start, uh, you know, having squirting their pups from now till through June. Yep. So there's a ton of sharks on the beach. Nothing too huge, but you know, six footers plus. It's big enough for me. That's big as enough long for me as to I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to swim with them, and I don't want to fight them with a fishing rod either. No, sharks are, uh that's a strong fish, tough battle, especially on light tackle. If you're yep, prepared yeah, for it, it's not too bad. You know, you got the gear for it. But Yeah, there's yeah. those freaking 30-pound jacks out there running, too. You know, my clients had already caught a couple plus a couple sharks and then one hit. One hit our tarpon rod, and I said, all right, I'm going to see what this tarpon rod's all about. I cranked the drag all the way down, and <laughs> I had 130-pound leader, and I whooped that jack in, like, five minutes. Got him to the surface, you know, got his Yeah, he's no match water. for a rig like that. Now, on a trout rod, that's another thing, but... Uh, that's, where they, that's where they got the name, the hour jack, the people who hook them with the, <laughs> with the trout rod on action. <laughs> well, did you... Uh, you didn't get any damage out of those storms last week? Boy, y'all had some nasty weather down luckily, there, bud. Luckily I didn't. Luckily I didn't. We had that shallow sport tournament. Right. But the weather was so bad, uh, my client decided that it wasn't safe enough to fish. And then, sure enough, a bunch of my friends and people I know had a bunch of damage to their houses and their property 
from the tornadoes right there in Laguna Heights. I hit, so I just ended up, I spent all day out there uh, helping pick up all the destruction. It was pretty bad. Uh, I saw some live videos of that. That was terrible, man. Yep, yep. I'll send you a couple of pictures I got. Uh, I spent 10 hours just picking up debris. chunks of roof. Yeah, debris, just debris, chunks of roof. They had, uh, my friend had a, a, like a junkyard dog there. It was like a, a mechanic shop, you know? He had a right. junkyard dog that was there in the back that lived in a doghouse. You know, we went out there and went back, and the whole doghouse is just gone. Wow. You know, like that. Dog, like, too? Dog, too. Oh, no. Yeah, so he was pretty sad about that. Like, it just disappeared. Man, that's. Wizard of Oz stuff, Toto, man. Yeah, like, there's some trailers that were devastated, you know, some of them are like, almost look like they're missing, but they're just squashed into the ground, basically, you know. Yeah, I saw where that one guy was, died, he was in like a fifth wheel trailer or whatever, and it flipped over upside down or something, he killed that guy. Yes, sir, that was my... Uh, my friend's cousin, I saw him put it on Facebook that he had passed away. That sucks. Man. I think it was two casualties. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, especially, you know, coming through a small town, small little place like that, where it's mostly trailers and RVs and stuff, you know? Yeah. Winter Texans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was. Uh, I saw all that weather on radar that morning. I go, man, those those guys are getting smoked. You can see all the purple in there, and you know all the circulation and all that. And I didn't like what I was seeing. And naturally, yeah. you had a tournament. You know that, that it never fails. You know, throw a tournament, and you're gonna pull something like that. Yep, never fails. We had a huge. Uh, Spanish tiles on our roof that I was here. I heard a couple of huge hits in the middle of the night. I got up and looked in the morning and Spanish tile on the roof, Spanish tile all over my backyard. I guess the neighbors was flying. Somehow we got so lucky that our trucks and cars didn't get hit. My girlfriend's got a brand new car. uh, (laughs) It was lucky the Spanish tile didn't just destroy it. Boy, no joke, man. Those things are projectiles. If it was me and I had just bought the brand new car, it would have definitely got destroyed. That's my luck, you know. Right. Yeah, we had uh, we had some hailstorm events up here earlier th- this year that uh, messed up. I guess the roofing business is good right now from all these storms we've had this year in Texas. All the hailstorms and all this high winds like that and tornadoes. Yep. My friend works insurance and he's always working either Puerto Rico or you know. Uh, you know, somewhere in the central U.S. where the tornadoes are hitting, where yeah. there's big storms, and like now he's working in McAllen, Brownsville, getting to work locally. I bet, man, that was something else down there. Y'all got a lot of rain with it too. Ton of rain, ton of rain. Uh, I think our ranch, we got a ton of rain everywhere except for the ranch. You know, I don't know if you talked to your buddy. The Blaine, Blaine's ranch has yeah. got a bunch of rain. He yeah, sent me a, he hey, he killed a, a six-and-a-half-foot rattlesnake yesterday. Oh, wow. And he sent me a picture of that, holding it up way over his head with his tail touching the ground. 
and all the background was just beautiful green. That's something you just, you know, for this time of year in South Texas, all the grass and the mesquite trees and everything were just gorgeous green. That's pretty cool. That'll be good. That'd be good for this hunting season to get this uh, well-timed rain this time of year. That's good for the quail and good for the deer. They'll thrive all summer off of this. Hopefully. That'd be great. That'd be great news. Yeah. Ranch is needed. A little bit of rain down there goes a long way. You know, there. I think what in Blaine's area there at Hebronville, annual rainfall average is about 11 inches a year. He's gotten well over that already this year since January. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll get a little more. Hopefully, we'll get a little more. I've got a trout fish today, so I'll be doing something a little different than I have been all week. I've been hanging at the jetties and stuff, but we're going to go throw some pop cords for some trout, and then we're going to go try to catch some mangrove snapper. Mangroves, man, that's good stuff. We went and chased all the big stuff. I got the same people for two days, went and chased all the big stuff yesterday. Now they want smaller, more manageable stuff that they could possibly take home a few fillets. Right, I got you. Well, uh, when uh, when are your first, uh, you know, the big tarpon that you like to fish for? What's a good month when they first start showing up and people uh, can kind of base booking you on those dates? I like to fish all of uh, August, September, October. Right. Form is the best time. Just well, I mean they're they're here starting you know really July, June, right. July, but uh, the weather doesn't get consistent enough to be able to really chase them. I get a lot of I book out completely for June, July for tarpon, but mm-hmm. I end up canceling you know quite a bit. I'll have a week out of that whole month that I have to cancel basically. Oh yeah, that's uh... still will have that consistent weather. We'll still get a couple of days where it's blowing freaking. 25 30 you know what i mean oh yeah you can't it's hard once to get, hard to manage late. that mm-hmm. once you get late july you know and then august so September, your se- season's basically no different than ours up here pretty much as far yeah. as the time of year it's pretty much that way for the whole yeah. gulf coast then and that's the thing is that uh the fishing, the tarpon fishing, I feel like there's a lot more in Texas than we think and than we know. We just don't have the weather to get out and chase them every day. Exactly. If we had the weather to go, to go tarpon fishing 365, we'd be contending with some of these other states, you know. Sure. We just don't have it. You know, my friends in Florida, it's, uh, it's, uh, it goes over two foot surf there, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so they can go literally every day. Like two foot surf is like almost as good as it gets for me. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it, uh, get anything less than two foot surf, it's like a weird weather day, like extra calm or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what do you think the big fish was you netted, you know, caught last year? Probably on uh, tarpon, just a guesstimation of, we uh, landed one that was close to 200 pounds. Uh, yeah. we hooked a bunch that were over, didn't officially land one, not that I, really think was a legit 200 um the last the year before you know I, I feel like we broke the state record three times in one week on that big school and then when cliff came down and stuff that that herd of fish they were all 200 plus size fish um 
Yeah, that was a big fish Cliff caught. I mean, a big one. Yep, but last year uh, I caught way more tarpon, but I didn't catch a lot of 200-pounders like I was hoping to. Right. But, I mean, I caught a bunch of 180s and stuff, you know. That's world class. Yeah, it's hard to tell the difference between a 180 and a 200, obviously, but I'm talking like those 200s and bigger, you can really... Oh, the girth on them is just unreal. You can just sell, you know, the shoulders. It's kind of like a big trout, you know, just, it just stands out. Well, I had talked to, to Plog about it, and I think he had mentioned to me a uh, 16-inch tail girth pretty much equals 200 pounds. Right. I think that told me that, or it was Jim Lavelle, one of those guys. And uh, well, I do a lot of tail measuring, you know. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, you got the... The science behind it all, the everybody says you measure this, you measure this, and you times it by whatever and pi and all that, you know. Square but, uh, it and 800 and all that. I forget what the yeah, formula yeah. is. That'll put yeah, you in I'll, pretty close. I'll just take a word from, from Plog and the guys who used to actually harvest them back in the days and actually bring them in and weigh them. You know what I mean? See those dead bodies? So they actually- <laughs> That's the way. Hey, man, it's hard to dispose of a you know 180-plus-pound fish. <laughs> You know, just got yeah, a big they, old they, dead carcass there. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah, they've actually had to pick them up and see them outside of the water. So uh, <laughs> they measure them all. The other people are just taking such good care of them that they took. You know, nowadays, you know, people don't do that. But in the past, people would harvest those a whole lot. So more people, some people have more experience than others as far as knowing what an actual big fish looks like. Right. Now. Like having stacking up bodies. I mean, they do them in some of the some of those tournaments they used to. They'd have those tarpon rodeos, boy. My friend fishes one at Tampico every year, and that's a tarpon kill tournament. James just texted me. He's listening to us. He's getting ready to go fishing. He said, uh, "15 inches equals 200." You know that tail girth you're talking about? 15 yeah. inches. That's what he had taught me. Was 15 inches equals 200, and I think that. Uh, Cliff's Web, Cliff Webbs was 15 or 16, and then I caught a couple later that year that were over 16. Wow, those are big. And they were just they were just monsters, uh, big battles and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of them was just so huge. I swear, I got it to the side of the boat, and it looked like a surfboard. And uh, we <laughs> possibly we had possibly considered harvesting that one, but once it got to the boat, we had fought it for so long. That as soon as my my friend who was fighting it got to the boat and I leadered it, he gave a little bit of, he let go of the tension of the braid. He'd been fighting it so long that braid like spun all around or something. He let the tension off and relaxed for like just a second, five seconds. And that braid freaking did a twisty curl, twisted up a ton and wrapped around the braid, the tip of the rod. Yeah. And I the tarpon i was going to grab it and usually when you lead them they do one more good kick poof, take off from you about five feet flow right back and you get them you know and that's what i right. did but the braid was so straightened out or whatever it was from fighting that fish for like three hours the braid just curled up all around the rod tip fish took off rod tip snap line snap fish gone fish gone wow and that was a, that was a legit uh state record that was bigger than any tarpon i've ever seen in real life we got some good pictures of it and stuff, though, but uh, 
not the good pictures that I wanted because it was so big. That's a beast. All right, yep. Brian. All right, buddy. Well, you have a good day with your uh, same people. Catch you some trout, and uh, somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you. How do they get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, quickest way would be to call me, area code 956-755-9413, or you can text to that number, or you can check out the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, buddy. Brian, have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Catch him up, man. Thank you, sir. You too. Thank you, Brian. See you, buddy. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.